Welcome to the Lens Podcast, where we talk about current events, news, family, church, and life from a biblical worldview. We want to help people think about these things through the lens of the Bible. I'm your producer, David Wiseman, and here are your hosts, Brian and Brian. Well, hello and welcome to the Lens Podcast. My name is Brian Hansen, And I'm Brian Solomon. Thanks for joining us today. Our format's going to be a little different. Uh, We have one topic that we want to jump in and kind of wrestle with. It's a topic that's not only affecting uh, a certain uh, place in the world, but it seems like it's garnered the entire world's attention, and rightfully so. Brian, there is uh, war brewing uh, over in Israel, and a lot of things uh, are coming out, news reports, and we're seeing things uh, by way of video in ways that maybe generations have not necessarily seen in, uh, in, in real time, uh, the ugliness of violence and war and that sort of thing. But we want yeah. to talk about that here today. Yeah. So, uh, from the last time, since the last time that we were on the podcast, a lot has happened. And, uh, uh, so here's, here's what we have, you know, um, about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, uh, everything was normal. And, uh, we wake up one morning and discover that, uh, uh, there has been borders crossed there in Israel that Hamas has come through and that there's been a lot of killing going on and, uh, not just killing. It would be, you know, as horrendous, as it is, and I don't want to make light of just killing in general, but it seems to be the atrocities and how, uh, how uh, let's just call it evil, uh, this has been where it seems as though they've been targeting uh, children and uh, pregnant women, young, young girls, and then, of course, just going in and slaughtering people uh, unnecessarily. So we are talking about Israel. We are talking about uh, the Palestinians. We're talking about uh, most specifically Hamas and uh, the terrorist organizations that are going on there. And, and Brian, what, what we want to do today is not only recognize what is going on and kind of uh, highlight it and bring it to our attention, not that you have to because it's on the news everywhere that we, we look, but there are some things like um, there, there are even people around the world. By the way, um, uh, we, we see in New York City, which isn't uh, surprising, but there are there are people who are out there protesting, you know, and, and protesting the, uh, Israel, you know, making a stand and coming back and, you know, it's too harsh and mm-hmm. things I saw, boy, this is surreal. I saw that, uh, uh, Germany, uh, they're having thousands and thousands of people, uh, turn out and, and, uh, be in support of Hamas, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where the chancellor had to come out and tell, tell the, uh, the Jews, listen, we stand for Israel, but maybe it would be best if you not practice your religion right now <laughs> oh, in geez. public. And so you can just see where this is kind of going. But I mean, that's in uh, Germany. So this is spreading the this whole the, the the whole notion of what is taking place there is spreading around the globe, and people are taking sides as to you know, the justifiability of this thing. Yeah. And that I think maybe leads us into maybe a, a section of our conversation as it relates to the conflict over there yeah. is, is Israel justified in their response up to this point and what looks to be uh, like a, a, like, like a ground invasion of Gaza. Of course, they're looking at a, uh, a, a, a another front to the war on the northern border, uh, Hezbollah and Lebanon it has been firing rockets in on Israel. And what does that look like? And then, of course, the the big pink elephant in the room, uh, which is Iran, 
to what mm-hmm. de- what degree will they continue to finance, propagate, and prop up some of these uh, Islamic terrorist organizations like Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, to further um, bring about casualties in in Israel? You know, the the hard thing, Brian, is is that um, I, I think a, th- there is a distinction between Palestine and or pa- the Palestinians and Hamas, even though most Palestinians would support Hamas. Hama- talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Like what what uh, what makes up the the group of Palestinians? Yeah. So uh, some of the things that I've noticed has been absent in a lot of the reporting is the history of Palestine and yeah. history of Israel. From a follower of Jesus' point of view, we have the entire Old Testament that documents God's plan and promise for the Jewish people, really starting in Genesis 12 moving forward. Um, Genesis 12, God makes a covenant with Abraham, and he says, through you, you're going to be a blessing to many nations. And for you, I've carved out this land um, that you'll be able to dwell in and live in. And so for 3,500 years, the Jewish people have, have lived in this land known as Israel. Some call it, excuse me, Palestine. Uh, we know that uh, uh, the, um, the Assyrian Empire came in and took off uh, the northern 10 tribes of Israel and really sent them off into oblivion in, I believe that was 722 B.C. In 586 B.C., the Babylonians came in and carried off uh, what was left of the two southern tribes, and yet uh, there was always a remnant of Jewish people living in the land. Yeah. We know that because uh, after the Babylonian captivity, the ba- uh, Babylonians had their their uh, place and power, and then the Persians had theirs, and we know that Nehemiah lived under the, the rule of a Persian king, went back to Israel, rebuilt the city walls, and uh, and then, of course, you, you you push forward through Alexander the Great, and then eventually the, the Romans. Uh, we see in, in the New Testament times, Rome had a presence there in, in Israel, mm-hmm. but Jews remained. Yeah. And, uh, and so you, you fast forward through the, uh, up into the early days of the, the Middle Ages. Really, the Arabs didn't come into the land until about the 7th century as the Islamic uh, influence or takeover of Europe and other places began to to take shape. And then that set the table for the Crusades. We're obviously water skiing over a lot of history here. Right. And then finally, the, the Ottoman Empire, uh, which fell apart pre or right around World War I, uh, that's, that was kind of the, the end, kind of, of, uh, of the advancement of the Islamic um, forces and influence in that part of in Europe and in other places. Now, I will say this. Jews had, have always been there in the land. And after World War II and the atrocities of the Holocaust, many of the Jews began to go back to Israel. Um, we know that uh, in 1948, the United Nations uh, declared Israel a nation state. I believe it was north of a... Uh, it, I forget how many nations was it 160 or 60 nations, something like like that. Uh, globally, said no, Israel's a state. Now, what's interesting about all this history lesson is that while from the seventh century on up to the end of World War II, even though there had been Arabs in the land, they had pretty much just left it desolate. There was nothing actually being done there. No agriculture, no industry, no improvement to the land. 
uh, at the end of World War II, the Jews came in and they, they started bringing agriculture back to the land. They, they brought in industry and factories and began to reshape the land. And, and many Arabs from Lebanon, from uh, Egypt, from Iraq, Syria, Jordan, they came to the land for work. Well, we know that uh, history tells us the day after Israel was declared a state, uh, many of those Arab nations declared war on Israel. Israel was, stood firm and was able to defend itself. But during that immediate conflict, those Arabs who were living in the land were frozen into the land in the sense that Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, they didn't let those Palestinians. They closed the doors. They on closed them. the doors on them. And so yeah. it's, I think one thing that needs to be noted here is that the Palestinians are not an ethnic group. They're, they're a conglomeration of Arab nations. They are Arab people who have lived in the land of Palestine. The Jewish people are an, are an ethnic group. And while there are many, many, many Arab states, there's only one Jewish state. So that begs the question, why can't Israel exist? Yeah, well, so this is, this is the debate uh, for, you know, generations um, Going, I mean, going back thousands of years, and and so ever ever since, uh, going back to Genesis chapter twelve, that God declared that this would be a land for Abraham, and then we go uh, to to Moses, and and because Moses wasn't allowed to enter the land, but Joshua starts to take the land. Ever since, uh, there's been a battle for this land, yeah. and uh, and to your point, uh, going back several times, there's been a lot of empires that have come in for whatever reason to uh, to take it over, and and they have for hundreds of years, and then it's kind of like they would revive, and then you know for for a while, and then uh, uh, go go into the sunset again, and then revive. But so here here we are in a, a place of revival, and um, and this this uh, podcast is not meant to get into end time prophecy or anything like that. But let, let's do, let, let's at least say this. We do believe that going clear back to Genesis chapter 12, that this is a land for God's chosen people. It was the Jews. Now we know that when Jesus died, that now he's, he died for the sins of the whole world. And, uh, and so the, 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 the world is, is in essence, uh, God's chosen. Now it's not just the Jews. However, the Jews hold a very special place in the heart of God. And, um, and so let, let's just kind of formulate our thoughts now to, to this, uh, based on what you, you just said, and thanks for going down that, uh, that, that you, you, uh, you unpacked a whole lot there in about five minutes. And, and that was interesting. a lot out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so now we have what, what we call the nation of Israel and let's camp on the word nation. So they're a country. They're a nation. They're a country. They're a recognized state. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, and yes, that happened in the '40s when uh, right after the Holocaust and the the world sentiment was you know all, everybody was for uh, the the Jewish people and so not you know, everyone. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but but therefore to your point though there was a hundred and some countries that came together and said no, uh, they, this needs to be a recognized state. That would not happen today, by the way, if if that vote were probably held today. But if they are a country, the question is, do they have a right to defend themselves when they have been attacked? And so is um, there, there's probably a couple things that we need to touch on about, well, is war ever justified? Because there would be some even today in our culture that would say, no, no war, no, never, never war. But 
is war justified? And we would come and we would say, well, uh, if war is justified, well, who justifies it? And we come back to uh, Romans, and we we see that uh, God has established government, so it can't be Brian Hansen or Brian Solomon saying, "Hey, let's go to war," unless we're you know the president or a king or whatever. But it has to be the government that comes and says, "Yes, okay, we've been attacked. We whatever for whatever reason." This is justified, and so the government says, okay, we're going to protect ourselves from uh, forces of evil from outside of our borders, right? Yeah. And well, let me let me step in there. So I mean you're 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 putting your finger on um, what uh, um, theologians and and philosophers have have begun to shape in Western society uh, called uh, the just war theory. Mm-hmm. And really, that goes back to the days of August Augustine, and uh, and even Thomas Aquinas, um, in his classic book, The City of God, he began to develop and build on what Augustine, one of the early church fathers from the I believe the second or third century, began to to sh- take kind of shape this idea of when is it appropriate to engage in war? Uh, is it is it justified? Is it justifiable? And and I think that uh, uh, within the, the the conversation of ju- the just war theory, there are eight principles yeah. uh, or eight components of that. We don't again. We're not going to take time in this conversation to unpack them. But but the ver- the very first component of just war theory is is there a just cause? And uh, and so it begs the question: is 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 there a reason for engaging in war? Uh, such as defending a nation from an evil aggressor. Uh, is that morally right? Well, Revelation 19.11 says this. says, when I, when I saw heaven open, now this is John's vision of things to come. He said, now when I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it, sat upon it, is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and wages war. We know that that person who is called faithful and true is Jesus, who is going to come back on his white horse, and he is going to wage war. Yeah. So this caricature of hippie Jesus with long hair and kind of holding lambs uh, <laughs> that many of us have built New Testament doctrine around, I think is not founded or well-founded in Scripture yeah. Uh, Jesus will come back and he will wage war. And if our savior, Jesus will wage war, that does open the door for us to consider, Hey, are there times when a nation state is justified in defending its citizenry? Yeah. To which we would say. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So our, our boss, Ralph Drellinger has, has drilled down on this subject. And, and let me just, uh, let me read through some of these things that you have just mentioned. You mentioned eight things. What are they? And then let's say, okay, let, let's land a plane on this one. If this is all true, then is there a case to be made for the United States or anyone uh, defending Israel? But just to go back here and is war ever justified? Yes, but they're at one has to be a just cause. Yep. And that's what you just said. Yep. Uh, secondly, there has to be a, a competent authority. So it can't just be somebody rogue saying, let's go. Uh, the, the authority has to be competent. It has to be a, a well-founded found, and uh, authoritative. Yeah, maybe an example of that would be, hey, it would be uh, way out of line for Antifa to declare war on China. 
Yes. Because Antifa is not a nation state uh, and has to be come from a competent authority. Right, right. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, the next thing is a comparative justification. So is, is, is there ever been a situation like this that has been justified in the past? Um, look at that and say, okay, um, there, uh, be, because it was in the past for these reasons, we can see that it is again for this one. Uh, the next one is right intention. Are we going? Are we doing it for the right intent? So you could, uh, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation uh, whether the United States went into Iraq for the right intentions. You know, uh, that's right. Yeah. So that we're not saying it, it was right or wrong. We're just using that as an example for intent. Um, the, the next one is, is it the last resort? Like, are there other pressures that can be put on a country to make them? Have uh, there been diplomatic avenues exhausted right. before aggression begins? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, I, I believe that, that Israel has said in the past, as soon as Hamas uh, stops calling for the absolute elimination of all Jews everywhere, the annihilation of the Israeli state, as soon as they stop doing that and they lay down their arms, we will recognize them as their own nation state. Yeah. Uh, we can have peace. The fact of the matter is that has not taken place. Hamas still calls for the absolute genocide of a recognized nation state. So uh, we're yeah, at it, that last resort. We are, and, and we've even seen in the past where Israel has made such accommodation to come to the peace table uh, that it was thought that the Palestinian Authority would come and sign, but at the end of the day, they wouldn't right. because they would give away all their authority and or uh, finances that uh, they, they tended to soak up. Instead of taking care of their people, they t took care of themselves. The next one is, what's the probability of success? Yeah. So are you going to go in knowing that you're going to be annihilated um, mm -hmm. and just uh, slaughter your own people? What's the probability of success there? Yep. Uh, the next one would be the proportionality of results. So because somebody, you know, um, a terrorist group comes in and uh, they kill three of your people, do you drop an atom bomb on right. the country? That would not be proportionality. Mm -hmm. However, I think Israel has taken the stand over, over their history. You kill one of ours, we'll kill three of yours. And that has... They, they've tried to use that to tamper down the For incentive. Deterrence. Yeah. Right. And uh, and then uh, are you doing it in the right spirit or is it just vengeance? Like, hey, you you uh, you don't like me. OK, I'll kill you. Or you did something to my brother. Well, I'll you know, whatever. Are, are you doing this with the right spirit? Well, and I think that there's uh, for for everyone everywhere, uh, war is an ugly thing. And we would we would recognize that. Yeah. Well, maybe that's an overstatement. Most goodwilled people would look at war and say that's it's an ugly thing. Others would look at war and say, no, it's a way to make money. And so there's an industry of war. And then you have others who would say, you know what? doesn't matter. I have a cause and my agenda, blah, blah, blah. Damned be the, the, the consequences. We're going to go after this. War has got to be undertaken with, with great reluctance sobriety and counsel knowing that war is going to include death. Yeah. And it's, it can't be a whimsical. 
No, war is always ugly. There's no doubt about that. The the, the fact of war uh, taking place, there's there's death, there's you know bodies are maimed. It's all no matter what, it, it is ugly. So let's let's ask this question: If if war is justified at times under these parameters that Ralph Drawlinger has laid out that we've just uh, used his his points here. Is there a case to be made for defending Israel in this time or, you know, in any time? But is there a case for, to be made for defending Israel? And uh, we would certainly say that there there is a case to be made for that um, because Genesis chapter 12, verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you. Speaking of the nation, I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And historically, we've seen that occur. We, we've seen that promise uh, uh, fulfilled um, uh, o- over the, the, the course of history. And you know, that that's not to say that Israel always does everything right. That's right. Uh, the, the Old Testament is filled with instances where the nation state of Israel got it wrong. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that they're, they're always... However, there is a, a sense in which uh, biblical Christians need to take the side of Israel, particularly in this, in this conflict. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and if Israel makes a misstep here, I think its allies need to come next to Israel, rein her in some when those missteps occur, or if those missteps occur... But as it sta- as it stands right now, uh, I believe that it's uh, entirely appropriate for Christians everywhere to stand on the side of Israel. Yeah, and if you want to do a follow up reading with this uh, again, Ralph Drawlinger, the uh, president of Capital Ministries and founder, he has written a whole Bible study on this, and you can find it on our website uh, if you just look at our Bible studies and type in the biblical case. For defending Israel, uh, that'll give you a good first step uh, uh, insight and a little do a little research just to help to start to formulate your thoughts on this. That's right, and I think it'll be really beneficial. I uh, do too. To you, hey, hey Brian, let's uh, let's shift gears and land the plane where we usually land the plane, and it's unrelated to the topic that we've talked about. Uh, we it's kind of our catch-all segment called. Uh, uh, what do we call this here? We call this what, what in the world? What in the world? What in the world, Brian? What in the world is going on with you? I know that you're uh, you're having some success in your family this year, aren't you? <laughs> you know, being a dad is uh, is great. You know, being a dad means that uh, you're uh, you're a part time leader, but you kind of have to lead covertly. And you're a full-time taxi cab driver and a full-time pack mule. You just got to carry stuff from point A to point B, right? You're on. So uh, one of the things that I'm involved with with my daughters this fall is I'm I'm an assistant coach for their uh, their soccer team. I've got two daughters that are playing for the high school varsity team at Legacy Christian Academy in Xenia, Ohio, and we've had a, a great season. We just wrapped up the regular season. We went 15-1-1. and we uh, uh, only only uh, lost one time, and uh, we ended up securing the number two seed in the tournament seedings. And the tournament actually begins tonight. Wow, fifteen and one and Fif- one, 15, and you one got and the one. number two seed. Number wow. two seed. So our only loss came to the team that ended up getting the number one seed yeah. in the in the tournament. So we hope to face them again uh, later on in the tournament. But uh, uh, having the number two seed. It uh, our pathway looks pretty, pretty doable uh, all the way through districts. So, wow. uh, 
Super pumped. Uh, one of the cool things that happened in our in our last game of the season, my daughter, Claire, who's a freshman, uh, she pulled out a, a flip throw. She's 14. She's never done it in a, excuse me, 15, and she's never done it in a game. I think we'll embed that video into oh, our should, yeah. video version of our podcast. You can find that on YouTube, and uh, you can kind of see that highlight there. Super pumped. Anytime one of our girls uh, makes a uh, uh, does something awesome. And then our oldest Allie, she's a junior. She just, uh, the award conference awards came out yesterday and she got second team all conference. So we're uh, really pumped about that. Well, so. congratulations on, Thanks, a, on a good season, but the, the season isn't over. So we'll look forward to the, uh, the update on That's that. That's right. We're rolling. Yeah. And so, uh, for, for me, we're, um, we're all about gearing up, you know, God has really blessed in our ministry, Brian. That's we right. were seeing a lot of growth, not only here in the United States with our local government ministries and things, but we're seeing it overseas as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we are getting ready to head out uh, on October the 24th. We're going to head to Seoul, South Korea, and we are launching a ministry there. And so we'll be uh, training some of our ministry leaders there for about four days. And then we uh, have the opportunity to head to Nepal, of all things, and uh, just really looking forward to to uh to see and not only will we be in nepal but we'll have ministries from four other countries as well as uh in nepal you know one of the things uh so you were you were talking about your kid and their kids and their sports prowess so our youngest is still playing sports although he's in he's in college and he plays for ohio northern university and Ohio Northern University, I'm going to miss the game of games, and that is when they play Butler, oh, of man. all things, oh, where man. Hoosiers was filmed. <laughs> and um, Butler's a, uh, a legit team, and I, I'd so desperately like to be here and see how he uh, he matches up against the big boys. But uh, anyway, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a fun time of life, yep. and looking forward to it. Yep. Hey, uh, this has been uh, uh, our talk on on Israel and what's going on in the world right now. Welcome to the Lens. We're glad that you've joined us. And by the way, if you have any any questions that we can uh, answer and we can talk about, please let us know in the comments uh, of the podcast. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Bye. Now.